want to thank you for your prayers for my mom. Um, she's she's doing better. Um, my sister took four days off work this week to be with her, and we've been taking shifts. And she wanted to come tonight, but um, we thought it might be a little too soon. She sits down, and within a few minutes, she's asleep. So I said, you'll sl sleep right through my homily, and I can't handle it. <laughs> Someone sent me this uh, Irish humor this week, St. Patrick's Day. An Irishman moves into a tiny hamlet in County Kerry, walks into the pub, and promptly orders three beers. The bartender raises his eyebrows, but serves the man three beers, which he drinks quietly at the table all alone. An hour later, the man has finished the three beers, and he orders three more. And this happens yet another time. The next evening, the man orders and drinks three beers at a time several times. Soon, the entire town is whispering about the man who orders three beers. Finally, a week later, the bartender broaches the subject on behalf of the town. You know, everybody has to know everybody's business. I don't mean to pry, yes he does, but folks around here are wondering why you always order three beers. Tis odd, isn't it, the man replies. You see, I have two brothers. One went to America, the other to Australia. And we promised each other that we would always order an extra two beers whenever we drank as a way of keeping up the family bond. The bartender and the whole town were pleased with this answer, and soon the man who orders three beers became a local celebrity and source of pride to the hamlet, even to the extent that out-of-towners would come to watch him drink. Must not have been much going on there at hamlet. <laughs> then one day the man comes in and orders only two beers. The bartender pours them with a heavy heart. This continues for the rest of the evening. He orders only two beers. The word flies around town. Prayers are offered for the soul of one of the brothers. The next day, the bartender says to the man, Folks around here, me, first of all, want to offer condolences to you for the death of your brother. You know, the two beers and all. The man ponders this for a moment, then replies, You'll be happy to hear that my two brothers are alive and well. It's just that I, myself, have decided to give up drinking for Lent. <laughs> it's an Irishman that sent that to me, a friend of mine. And I thought I'd share that with you, because it kind of goes partly with the readings, I think, the gospel anyway, decided to give up drinking for Lent. But of course he still drank. He just gave up his share. And the gospel has that theme of dying to self out of love for God, out of love for others. These Greeks, probably Greek Jews, coming to celebrate Passover, they come to Philip and they say, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. 
we would like to see Jesus. Really? Under what conditions do you want to see Jesus? Are you ready to face what he's going to face? Are you ready to face that this Son of Man glorified as a grain of wheat broken open when it falls to the ground and has its body smashed apart? Are you ready to see that? Are we really ready to see the Son of Man draw all things to himself as he hangs on the cross? Are we ready to see a suffering God? Or we want a different kind of God? I can imagine John, as he tells this story, probably asked those questions. Can we ask to see Jesus as he really is? The one who has come to serve and be obedient to his Father's will? And who asks us to do the same. Because that's the real Jesus. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Well, come on and I'll introduce you to him. But it's, it's not an easy life. His life. And if you're going to follow him, it's not going to be that easy either. Because you see, there's a lot of passages in scripture that has God comforting his people. And they're true. It's true. He does. And he always has and he always will. But the call to serve, to follow Christ and to be obedient to God's will is about comforting other people. It's about dying to ourselves out of love for others. It's more about them than us. I guess in a way that Irishman uh, at least gave up one beer but he probably could have given up all of them. There's a story I came across that's kind of humorous, but this distinguished citizen came to this Zen master seeking the meaning of life. And the visitor began to tell the master all about his own ideas, his achievements, his interests, As he continued to talk about himself, the Zen master graciously placed a beautiful cup in front of his guest and began filling the cup with tea. Even after the cup was filled, the master continued to pour tea into it. What's going to happen? It's going to overflow. The distinguished visitor quickly moved away from the overflowing cup. He said to the Zen master, the cup is overflowing, no more will go in. And the master replied, like this cup, you are overflowing with your own opinions and achievements. How can I tell you the meaning of life unless you first empty your cup? How can we know life unless we, the fullness of life, unless we're willing to die to ourselves? If we want to see Jesus and follow him, we've got to choose to empty ourselves, this author says, of self-centeredness, of the instinct for self-preservation, 
at the expense of our brothers and sisters. Those insulated from others' suffering, eager for good connections, popularity, and status, rather than finding and following Jesus, will lose their lives. From seeds buried in the warm love and service of others, though, and watered by faithfulness to our baptismal commitment, the Christian community grows into the mystery of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Next week we begin Holy Week, and we go through those stories of Jesus suffering and dying. The Christian life is about emptying ourselves out. It's about dying to self. And the purpose of his coming to his hour, as he calls it in John's Gospel, his purpose, as he says in this Gospel tonight, and when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. The reason I'm going through this Hanging on a cross is to draw everyone to me. I'm doing it for you. To draw everyone. And he prayed that this cup of suffering might pass him by, but it didn't. In his prayer, he recognized the presence of his father's eternal life dwelling in him. And he committed himself to his father's will, no matter what it was. His father wasn't a sadist. It wasn't the father's will that Jesus die on the cross per se. It was that he be faithful to his calling. And because he was, that's what put him on the cross. He trusted that divine life and love overcomes death. And he showed us through his resurrection that that's exactly what happened. Yes, he suffered. Yes, he died. And only through that did he rise. And for those of us who sign on to get to know Jesus, we would like to see Jesus. We're signing on for the same. We're signing on to the same. Yes, we would like to see Jesus as he really is, an obedient servant and would like to ask for the same grace that he had, that we can help others through suffering, that we can get through the suffering we find in our own lives, and to trust that the end result is the gift of God's peace and God's life in us.